0: This podcast is part of the
1: Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Coruscant Radio Underground. And uh, we're going to talk some more book of Boba Fett. So we've got uh Daniel's with us. This is the first time Daniel's been home on on Coruscant Radio with us in a pretty good while. Yeah, a while. Uh, so it's first uh, show no we
3: ever did together, and now I'm barely on it anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, but uh, glad you're here. And uh, Lunar Girl is joining us again Hi, because ben. she Luna just girl. loves this show so much. I How could we care. not have her on here? <laughs> Thanks and for Dan, having
0: me back.
2: Joining us for the first time ever, we've got Dan from Inside the Booth.
0: Yay. I
4: don't think I've ever met you, Dan. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I'm Marisha.
2: Well,
4: I'm the other half.
2: <laughs> but uh, thanks for joining us tonight, Dan. Uh, Dan, I, I, I saw Dan on Twitter just saying, hey, who wants to talk Book of Boba Fett with me? I can't wait till next week. I was like, come on. like." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, You're right so,
2: Glad everybody's here, and uh, let's just overall just start off. Um, actually, I haven't really um, talked to Daniel about this show at all.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
2: Which is unusual,
4: because
3: uh,
4: like, usually right. I'll call and talk about stuff on the well, phone. When well, that was him, the
3: thing. Last time we talked, I actually told him I'm not going to talk about the show before the show this time. So... We didn't we do the show before the show, however they say it, because that's what usually happens. Andrew and I mm-hmm. get on the phone together and start talking about this stuff like friends, like we are, and then when we go do the show, all the fire has gone out, so we've already He's been already talking about it. Too. it. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah. I tried not to do that this time. Good job. Um, but uh, I hate I, mean, I know you weren't enjoying it. I'm going to be the only one of the five of us to say stuff like this. I know. It's okay. I'm not overly crazy about this show.
1: <gasps> You're not filming.
3: <laughs> Sorry. I'm not. It, it, two two
1: days think alike, huh?
3: <laughs> right. Look, it's okay. It's i okay. Still, I The first thing I do Wednesday morning, when I get up after I have starting to ready for work and give me the first chance I've got, I'm turning it on. I'll watch it. I don't miss an episode. I'll watch it the day it comes out, but it's not the most, like I don't, I actually told, like I, I did almost forget about it one day. I just said, I'll watch it every Wednesday, the first chance I get, but there was one Wednesday. I went, wait a minute. Book of Boba Fett came out today. The last two episodes have been great, but my issue with them is they're basically Mandalorian episodes they are they are and all that has done is remind me how much better the Mandalorian is than this show right and it seems (laughs) that
2: uh that Dan and I I agree with you to some extent on that and it seems that Dan agrees with you too but I do want to kind of put this out there like how do you reconcile this like for a year now Jon Favreau has been telling us this is Mandalorian Mm 2.5 that that's what this show was going to be
3: well I get that. They they had actually um, I think y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but is the report correct that the cast thought they were recording season three to they're like halfway through doing it? They're when right. someone told them we're calling this book a boba Fett? I mean so I get the problem with
2: with having the the huge transition in the middle where you just kind of step away from one story into another. It's almost somebody pointed this out earlier. It's almost like when you watch Dave Filoni stuff like Clone Clone Wars or Rebels and you get a three or four episode arc totally unrelated to everything else going on except that mm-hmm. it's like that's what the four Boba Se- the four Boba Fett episodes were basically the that side arc. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, Right. So so that's the problem. Is I think that they told us that this was what was going to happen, but they didn't package it that way in the marketing. Right. Dan, Mm -hmm. what about you? What are you? What are you? How are you feeling about it and about this uh, kind of juxtaposition of the two different stories being told here?
1: Um. Yeah, definitely, totally two different stories. That's for sure. Um, It's definitely not anything that, especially these two last two episodes, were not really about uh, Bubba Fett. Yeah, he was mentioned. Uh, You don't see him often, especially in uh, what's chapter five. You don't see him at all, and then in this one, you only see him like for what was it? Only like maybe a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. what happened to the story before that? Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't that good. But what happened to the story before that? What, what what's going on? You know, it's like, hey man, get your stuff together. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I so, think. Yeah, I mean, no, go ahead.
1: No, but, uh, <laughs> I was just
2: gonna say, I, I really I, I, think that we must have a little delay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the kind of the way I'm looking at this is that it, it's more of an interlude and in, in this whole, in, in the Mandalorian and it's setting up, it's, it's pretty clear at this point that one episode can't wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I would actually be really upset at this point if they tried to, if they tried to wrap everything that they've set up in one episode, it's going to be a disaster. Um, I think it's leaving it
5: open. For more spinoffs. We're going to see more spinoffs. We still need, you know, Bad Batch Season 2. We need Ahsoka. We need um, Mm -hmm. The Mandalorian. Um, I I think there's going to be more spinoffs that they're not telling us just yet that they might surprise us with at the end of Episode 7. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So no, I I still think that they're setting Boba Fett up as a major player
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. In, in in this period of this of the Star Wars world. And so that's really why Boba Fett is the title character for this is when the dust settles at the end of next week's episode, mm-hmm. he's going to either be in power over, you know, he's gonna have a sub, gained a substantial amount of power or he's on the course to. And is going to play big roles potentially in the, the, the refounding of Mandalore as well mm-hmm. as whatever's going to go down because we know there's a major shakeup within the crime syndicates. Yep. Between return of the Jedi and the force awakens. Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you completely on that.
4: Honestly, I wonder if they wouldn't have been better served just to make this the Mandalorian season three, instead of, you know, and just, and just had the Boba Fett story as its own kind of a side, you know, it's it's kind of just an arc within the Mandalorian, Um, especially since he's sort of doing the Mandalorian thing too. They've kind of brought, you know, they kind of brought it back around to the Mandalorians a few times. I I kind of wonder if it wouldn't have gone over better if they just done it that way.
2: I think that it all comes down to like, because right now it's like, whose story is this? Mm -hmm. And I think I think that plays out in season. I think episode seven will make it clear why this was the book of Boba Fett. Yeah,
0: yeah. And,
4: and that's, that's um, well, possible. We're, we're
2: clearly setting Den up. I mean, you know, with with Boba, it's all about right now. It's all about building that tribe, building that family. Yes, um, and we see people like mm-hmm. Dinjar. We didn't. We we went out of our way to show Dinjar and cast out of his own family.
3: Right, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and it is still. It is Boba Fett's story, but we we had all the build up to now. He has to build his team
0: mm-hmm.
3: to accomplish what he needs to accomplish, and they want and and so they're going to bring jarn into the story. Well, so now we need to kind of back up and give you a little background on what's been going on with him to sort of make it fit, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But at the same time, I also feel like maybe some of this would have worked like Marisha said, sort of as a subplot in the next season of the, of the Mandalorian. Like, I I don't know. I think they were, and I I think maybe they were kind of caught in between. How do we tell this part of the story? So just to make it sort of fit in where the timeline is, you did what you did in the last two episodes, which again, just remind me that this show hasn't been as good as the Mandalorian has been. Um, Yeah.
5: But even if you titled it as the Mandalorian, you can't make everybody happy. People would be really like, like right,
0: right, 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 it, it. And, and,
5: and you know, right. I, I was misled. And you know, somebody will always have a problem with it. You know, that's what Star Wars is known for with their fan base. <laughs> right. So I just I just kick back and enjoy it. Like, give me everything.
3: Right. I, love I, it. I don't care what the title of the show is. Mm-hmm. And Andrew knows, knows this about me, Marisha does too. I don't mm-hmm. get hung up on that kind of stuff. I just want a good show. I want a good story.
1: Yeah, and But I think you're
3: point getting your is that it. It hasn't been up to what I was hoping for. Or at least it wasn't the first four episodes.
2: The thing is, is I think that the story is absolutely fine. This pacing. I don't have any issue at all with the story that's been told. It's mm-hmm. the disjointed nature that it's put together well,
3: in. The show has not been as entertaining as what we've become used to or as what we've hoped.
2: Yeah, well, but but good. episode episode six, if it were an episode of The Mandalorian, would be maybe the best episode of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not that they're not telling a good story, but they have put it together in a really shaky manner.
3: Well, uh, they I, they told a good they told they had entertaining stories two of the six episodes. That's basically what we're talking about.
2: No, I don't. I don't agree with that.
3: I, I do. Yeah, I'm I mean, who, obviously I'm the one who said it but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as long as you agree with yourself Daniel we're good it's just uh, important
0: it's the key <laughs>
2: uh, uh Joker I did see we asked uh permission to post that link in the chat absolutely buddy go ahead and, and do that but uh Dan I want to hear from you for a minute just kind of how you feel about the overall story and like what you think the issue with the way it's laid out is because like i said i do think we're telling a really fantastic story Mm -hmm. but it just kind of bounces around and it kind of constantly kind of yanks you out of what's going on because the the boba fett in the desert stuff i think is all fascinating Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um but i'm uh but i do want to hear from you dan what what's your how you're feeling about it up to this point
1: Hmm. okay yeah um you know, like you said, it, it bounces around too much. And I think that's one of the biggest issues of, uh, of the show. Um, it, it's 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 not consistent. Um, not like the Mandalorian season one was. Um, you know, it's... And it's episode six, or I mean, yeah, episode six, chapter six, uh, was a bad... Uh, Chapter episode. It was just, you know, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit like they were trying to convey in the first four episodes. Uh, same with, uh, you know, five. It's just that, you know, you're bouncing around too many plot lines. Um, and, you know, the the desert scene is great uh, when he gets out of the Sarlacc pit and uh, gets raised or gets helped out by the uh, Tuscans and um, it's, it's cool. It's just that they they said it in, in a weird way or, or they said it in a weird way. It's just the, the, um, you know, going back and forth is, is probably what the biggest issue is. If they would have yeah. done, let's say, uh, two, two episodes of just him in the desert in the past then waking up in the back to tank, you know, in episode three, then maybe, uh, then he starts a story from there. Then I think it would have been a little bit better, you know, cause then you'd be able to follow a little better you, with, with the whole bouncing around. You can't follow too well. So, no, uh, just my opinion.
2: Yeah. Um, and I, and I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Like I said, I, I'm just, I'm so blown away by episodes five and six that I almost don't even care, <laughs> care About anymore. the
4: basic issues of the episodes, know, right? episodes.
2: Um, I mean, like, whoever thought that we would get we would get one frame with Luke, Grogu, Ahsoka, and Dinjar, and and in one frame. It's <laughs> um they're doing, I mean, this was this episode had Dave Filoni's fingerprints all over it I mean, all you know, over you it You didn't even have to know that it was him directing it you mm-hmm. you saw what was unfolding and it, it could mm-hmm. only be dave mm-hmm. uh, but i kind of want to back out back up because i think i think most everybody here has varying degrees of issue with the the plot the pacing um it seems like we differ the most on whether the story is interesting before five and six but I really want to back up now that I've like now that I've gotten to fill in the blanks on how everybody feels about it up to now, and talk about this episode specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so ignoring everything else and taking this episode as a as a single piece of Star Wars material, and, and and the one thing I would say is like the one thing about seeing it through through this kind of view, it, this is as close to seeing the expanded universe come to life. Mm-hmm. Is we're ever going to get? Uh, is this storytelling where we've got stories going on all over the place, and we can just jump into all these different points, all these different places in our our world, and pick up and tell a story? And and that's what I appreciate about what this is establishing. But how did everybody feel about this story as it stands on its own? And I'll start with you, uh, Lunar Girl. Okay, no exaggeration.
5: I cried ninety percent of this episode. Ninety percent, just straight up cried and screamed. I loved it. It was brilliant. It, it was it was perfect. There, I couldn't find it. Well, I don't find much wrong with the whole series as a whole, but it was perfect. It had everything you can possibly imagine. It, it was. I already watched it four times today. I did my third and fourth watch of it, and it's something that I I can see like ten years down the road. I'm gonna want to watch it again.
2: Yeah, I mean this this is this may be one of the best pieces of live action Star Wars that we've gotten. Um, so good, maybe since Rogue One.
4: So so good. I mean. <laughs> What
2: about you, Marisha?
4: I mean, I don't don't think they're ever going to top a green lightsaber in an elevator, (sighs) like, on on Star Wars television. Yeah,
2: I mean, no, that that moment in the finale of The Mandalorian Season 2 is is one of those moments. It's one of those peak moments in Star Wars. Yeah. But I think this episode might be better.
4: Maybe. But, man, like, as far as just, like... (laughs) Like lose your mind moments. Like my sister sent me a video of my nephew just like sobbing his eyes out. The, uh, yeah.
2: the thing is, like you know, the, the moments in this one, like the the moment, the thing with Luke showing up. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a big deal. But like this one, when when you see Ahsoka when she mm-hmm. disturbs the Mandalorian, and you go, "Oh my god, it's Ahsoka!" And then it dawns like, on you uh, just a second later, you go, "Holy crap, she's been talking to Luke."
4: Yeah, like not but, only like like she's here, like with him.
2: Right.
4: Yeah, and it's I, I was always such um, you know, really always really enjoyed the dynamic with Anakin and Ahsoka mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars and so it was really, you know, just seeing them, so see, you know, she says you're you're so like your father. I was just like
5: I I screamed, I screamed that might have been when my husband, I don't know, he said this a lot. Like, woman, would you please stop screaming? (laughs) It's like I can't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Dan?
2: What did you think about just this episode all on its own? Did Dan freeze?
5: I think so. Yeah. I hear him. (laughs) <laughs>
3: hmm. I think he's got some delay issues
2: maybe um, well Daniel what did you think about this episode as a whole
3: Um, just taking this episode by itself I agree with you I think it is it's, it's one of the best live action bits of Star Wars we've gotten in the Disney era since, probably since Rogue One, like you said. Uh, the, the the season finale, The Mandalorian Season 2, is is still, mm-hmm. that's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But this one is, it's really good, and they actually do a good job. We were talking a few minutes ago about the different kinds of threads and pot lines they're trying to juggle. Mm-hmm. This one did a really good job of sort of being yeah. able to focus on each point it wanted to focus on, mm-hmm. giving them all enough time without taking away from the rest of them. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the, the uh, Cobb Vance stuff. Yeah, I, that was really well done. I'm a fan of that character. I'm a mm-hmm. fan of that actor since Justified. If nobody's watched Justified. Go watch it. That's all he's doing is, is, is playing Raylan Gibbons as in Star Wars. In Star Wars, yeah. It, yeah. Um, so, it, so I hope how spoiler free are we being? We're not, right? We're never spoiler free, right? Oh no, this is this is okay. our spoiler
2: review. So just right. go for it.
3: I hope he's not dead. I think oh, he's not dead. I hope he's not because there's still mm-hmm. a lot we can do with that character and that actor. But yeah. when when you wa- when you saw when I saw that silhouette <gasps> in the background, oh, that was my yes. oh shit moment right there. Yes. When I saw Cad Bane, and you knew who it mm-hmm. was instantly, those yeah. of us who've watched everything, mm-hmm. and you're going crap, Cobb's fist and get killed. That was my first thought. Like I knew it was coming. Yeah. But like we said, we think he's not dead. The way everybody is piling around him and yeah. taking care of him. I it don't looks like he did. took
5: it in the shoulder. So
3: yeah, exa- yeah, right, exactly. And they yeah. did a good job with special effects, because you can tell that's where the blaster hit him, like right yeah. there.
0: Yeah. So.
3: Uh, no, but that that was my big oh shit moment right there was when Cad showed up.
4: Well, and oh. I like as, as soon as that that deputy comes out, I, I looked at Andress and mm-hmm. this ain't going well for Mister Deputy.
2: Like I was right. like, he's well the the deputy got he, himself, he might as
4: well be wearing a red shirt.
2: We well, got himself killed and he got Cobb shot. So mm-hmm. right, um, yeah, you know it, it's. Yeah. But no, Cobb, is, Cobb Vanth is not dead. We will definitely be seeing him yeah, again. You deserve yeah. it. I, almost, I almost wonder if uh, I almost wonder if uh, we'll see Cobb Vanth wearing some sort of armor when we see him again, because they've kind of been pointed about
3: the armor. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I don't know where he's gonna get it. I don't know how we're gonna justify it. I don't know. I do really like I said, Tim, Timothy Olyphant's one of my favorite actors, and I really enjoyed that character in Mando, and I enjoyed it in this episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping there's more to do with him.
4: Yeah. You'd
5: probably get it from a jawa. I mean, those jawas like worship them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you see the little jawas with the crate dragon on top of their little <laughs> thing, major, they're seeing no. crawling.
4: Notice this. The um, sorry about my, my, I've been dying hair today. Um, <laughs> like the rib cage in mm-hmm.
3: the um, yeah, it, the ball in the can't
4: was like, well, I mean, like. That's what you call a power move. We got a crate dragon rib- Hey, you're back.
2: Well,
3: welcome back, Dan. I'm
4: back. I
3: think this is a little better. Yeah, I wouldn't think it'd be Mandalorian armor. There's only so much no, best. But, car, right? no,
2: I think you'll see something else, but yeah. Um, and I know I see Joker voice said that he's not listed for episode seven. Um, I know the the rumor floating around out there right now is that they have revived the. Um, Rangers of the New Republic series with him as the lead. Okay. Uh, which I'm down for. And also, he points out his, uh, the belt buckle with the, uh, that's his base, essentially the badge, yes. the, the red and um, white stripe. That yes. is the same thing that's on the, that's the same markings on the badge given to Cara Dune. Yeah. Um, is that, that red and white stripe. So, yeah. um, I do think there's a good chance that, we're just putting him out there. He's still around and we're setting him up for a different show. I think we're going to get announcements for all kinds of crazy Mm. stuff when this is over with. Oh,
5: definitely. I mean, uh, how can you not? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, but Dan, now that you're here, uh, wanted to hear your uh, general (laughs) thoughts on the episode.
1: On the episode. It was good. You know, I, I definitely appreciated, uh, Luke's face this time around. Mm -hmm. Uh, it looked way better than it did in uh, Mandalorian there uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know how they did it this time. Um maybe they got someone that knew what they were doing. yeah uh, they took some time on it. Well, they they, it they you know? they,
2: yeah, they did hire that deep fake artist who had redone the work from the Mandalorian yeah, um, oh really, yeah, there was a guy that on a YouTube channel that had redone. The, the the Luke Skywalker from the Mandalorian and made it look infinitely better, and uh, they almost oh, nice. they they turned around a few months later and announced that he had been hired by Lucasfilm. So,
1: oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, good for him. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah, absolutely. Seriously. But this did look this looked infinitely better. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's still still some question like, could you do a whole series like that and it not. You know because it's still it's not perfect like it's a little right, bit like it's, looking at a, it's a little bit like looking at a video game you yeah, can still the kids right.
4: actually commented on that
2: yeah it I mean it looks it looks incredibly good for what it is yeah but it, yeah. it's not perfect so
3: yeah we've seen them use that technology several times now mm-hmm. and this is the best it's ever looked
1: yeah, for yeah. sure. for sure <laughs> definitely um yeah and you know uh, the
4: I'll oh, go ahead. Um, I never thought that we would see that much of Luke in an episode. I mean, like I thought like, okay, we saw him for 30 seconds, like that's it. Yeah. So but I was kind of no, right? how much we saw of him. Yeah, I mean no, <laughs> I mean
2: too. I really thought like I, I thought when they went out and hired this deep fake artist, I was like, okay, they're, you know, they can They'll probably do more Luke, but you're right. Like mm-hmm. especially this soon, I didn't think we would see that much Luke Skywalker.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah like say, the main character. Yeah. And I do want to say the body double, because this was a different body double than last time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like had the mannerisms down. Oh my gosh, yes. I, I was like taking special
5: notice of that. Mm-hmm. The the one scene when Luke puts Grogu in his backpack and he runs through the forest, just like he did through the swamps on Dagobah. <laughs> Dagobah which, yeah. I, it looks like the same backpack. I mean, it can't possibly be the same backpack, but it looks identical to it. Mm-hmm. The, the flips that he was doing was the same thing that he was doing on Dagobah. Yeah. It, it was... Absolutely amazing. Um,
2: <laughs> well, that was all a really fun scene. The whole training montage is really mm-hmm. fun. It's yeah. all just it's it, it kind of goes back to uh, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but I love that his teaching this he, he's is so reflective of the way Yoda taught him.
5: Yes, yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean we see that through through the whole thing, like almost everything that he says to Mm -hmm. grogu is a reflection of what he was told you know the way he was taught by yoda and i I love all of that Mm -hmm. um but let's kind of let's back up and and kind of go into it scene by scene you know we open up we get that first scene and the reason i think i I believe even more we're now setting up uh cob vanth for his own gig of some sort Mm -hmm. uh this scene in the desert when he walks up on the drug deal with the pikes you know, they're, they're moving the drugs. And, no, that was uh,
0: cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, that's straight out of a Western. Like there's several things yeah, that are straight definitely. out of a Western. Um, I absolutely love that scene. I, I love, I never thought like when I read those books, like the character's almost a throwaway, like just like he's in a couple of chapters and it's like, we don't ever learn a whole lot about him. Um, I never thought he would become one of my favorite characters in these series, but I mean, they, they cast him so perfectly. Yeah. That, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like somebody was saying like, Timothy the elephant, if he was a, if this was a D and D character, his charisma is just off the charts. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <yeah. laughs> <That's>
0: that <one. laughs>
2: But I love that scene. I love, I mean, you know they do that intentionally to show us how fast he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He kills three of the pikes. He only fires twice. Mm-hmm. And he intentionally doesn't kill the third one,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, and I just love the performance through that whole mm-hmm. scene, and you know that he keeps echoing the, you know, think it through, like yes, <laughs> <know>. yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing that I love the most about that scene is that they tell us exactly who this character is mm-hmm. when he walks over to that box of spice and just kicks it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They you know that's that's a fortune sitting there on the ground, mm-hmm. yeah,
5: I mean, the pike said it's probably cost more than your entire town, <laughs> right right,
4: <laughs> well, and he you know it's one of those things and and you you see this in people just all throughout history. It's like when it comes down to it, whenever you know there's millions of dollars worth of anything you could just reach. all you have to do is reach out and take it mm-hmm. like you know that's whenever you really get the measure of a person because yeah. when it comes down to it most people are going to be like yeah maybe i should be the new drug lord you know well, yeah maybe i can work with the pikes um so it, it's really a measure of the man i think when he just i like just like literally kicks it over you know kicks it over lets it blow away in the sand
0: yeah
2: but and it's an interesting thing especially in a series like this where we are dealing with a lot of characters who are kind of walking the line of you know mm-hmm. you know are they are not exactly good guys they're not full blown g- bad guys but you know they're they're kind of somewhere in the middle and and are, especially with characters like Finnick Shand who is still uh mm-hmm. definitely has a taste for just ruthlessness
3: yeah, yeah. no Finnick um, Phoenix still a bad guy. She just owes Boba.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, but it, it's interesting to see a character that's just that. At this point, we look at this character go. He's a good guy, like through and through, a good guy. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
2: And I think I think in Star Wars, you know, I I know it's interesting to explore gray areas, but like. That, that clear divide between light and dark is really what makes Star Wars Star Wars. And it's good to see characters that choose one side so so firmly. Yeah. Uh, but what did y'all think? Uh, Dan, what did you think about the, the first scene where we get Cobb Vanth back with the Pikes?
1: I thought it was pretty good. Um, I liked the whole Western feel to it. I like how, you know, definitely had more of a Clint Eastwood style. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he talked and everything, and mm-hmm. his mannerisms, you know. Um, yeah, definitely that. That you know, the, it makes me interested in his character more than Boba Fett, Mandalorian. And, you know, because he's like he's kind of a new character, you know. And it's yeah. it just like it makes me interested in that one, probably because I'm a Western fanatic. Anyways, I like Western movies, so. <laughs>
2: Uh, Daniel, do you have anything else to add on the uh, showdown um, with the spikes?
3: Yeah, I mean, I already mentioned just a few minutes ago that I'm a big fan of this character and of Timothy Ellison. Um I can't say that, that I already said. I mean, he's for people who have seen Justified, he is playing Raylan Givens in space, and it absolutely yeah. fits. It It does, and it is, like you mentioned, just a couple of, what was it two or three chapters he was in in the in, in the book, the character of Cobb Vantham? We didn't know much about him, but you still sort of had this impression about him, right?
0: Yeah.
3: So it it you know, we, we speculated maybe that that might be who he was playing when he was first cast a Mandalorian, because it yeah. fits so well. So I and, and I enjoyed it because you're right. It's one hundred percent he's not for sale. Like you mm-hmm. said, kicking over that chest of spice absolutely tells you everything you need to know about this character. He's going to do what he has to do to protect his people mm-hmm. and to keep the corrupt element away from his people and their territory. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's not for sale at any price. Right. So, and no, I, I loved it. Like you said, and we, and, and it is a good, um, you know, they, they did that to kind of show us how fast he was. So mm-hmm. at the end of it, we get the showdown with Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, you know, that just makes that even more profound, yes. Right. But I, I I enjoyed that. I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm.
4: And he also really sells like, I'm not looking to kill people. Like, you know, he, he, he <clears throat> yeah, he's, like, he's a little sad whenever you have, he shoots up the drug traders. Yep.
3: When he mm-hmm. says "think it through," he's being mm-hmm. sincere. He really hopes y'all just get in that little speeder bike and yeah. drive away. Right.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. his integrity and his character. Right. Mm-hmm. That's
2: good. Um, mm-hmm. We already talked a good bit about the scenes with with Luke and Grogu. That first block of scenes we see with them, also Mandalorian with with Ahsoka. Uh, mm-hmm. But Dan, I'll give you a chance to go first on this. Did you have anything else like through that section of? Of scenes because there's a lot in there that we didn't talk about. Um, is there anything in there that really stood out to you?
1: Uh, the ants, the ant robot—that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was
2: crazy. Yeah, I mean they're basically like was, giant leaf cutter ants.
1: Yeah, um, that, that, that was very interesting. I was like, wait a minute, what what is going on? You know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, and you know, there's always. I, I feel like sometimes they have forgotten in the Star Wars shows to add cool new droids. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We just kind of see the same ones over and over and over again. I do love all the things that Astromech Droids do, though, because they're like these incredibly sophisticated machines meant for navigating hyperspace lanes, and like they're they're carrying serving trays in bars. One of them was playing a, the drums in this one. It's like... <laughs> right. mm-hmm. um, and so I, I love this running joke that we're taking this incredibly sophisticated piece of machinery and having them do mundane tasks. Yeah, It was yeah. also
4: interesting whenever all of a sudden he's just like, and he's powered down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Why exactly. did he
4: do that? And I was like, think about it for a second. Like, that's an old machine. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I feel like
4: it was also a little bit I feel like they've actually done a good job in this show of like and here's the backstory about that thing that you hated in um
3: the sequels. Yeah, <laughs> so
4: yeah I, like
3: whatever I still hate. it still <laughs> like,
4: <but laughs> I feel like they do have done a good job of kind of giving you a little bit of explanation mm-hmm. for things that maybe they had a good reason. Or at least, at least had a reason for doing in the sequels, but they kind of went back and and filled and filled some <laughs> things in.
3: Yeah, they had no good reason, and now they're just trying to retcon stuff to make it sort of make sense. Yeah,
4: but it's, it's kind it. of working.
3: I love you though, Mary. <laughs> I love you too. Uh, this is
4: mine and daniel's dynamic
2: <laughs> but I, I, I do like like there are a lot of just little details i, I love you can tell anytime feloni is heavily involved in an episode the eastern influence is always brought heavily back into play mm-hmm. um, and that's really where star wars finds its balance is that east and west oh. balance and, yeah, uh, and, and I do appreciate that when Filoni's on board, like it always swings heavily back that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
5: I liked, um, again, uh, with Luke and Grogu. Well, first we heard the Force theme. We can't, we can't forget the Force yeah, theme yeah, that was. I
0: yeah, that, I was like, it's the Force. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, it is worth is mentioning weird? because my biggest complaint across the TV series. Mm-hmm. With with both seasons of The Mandalorian and with this show has been a lack of use of the original music.
5: Yes, yes, it, it was perfect. It was perfect because he's teaching Grogu yeah. about the Force. Right.
4: Um,
5: I, I love the little nod in the very first scene with Luke and Grogu. How Grogu like he sees a little froggy, you know, and he, mm-hmm. he's like getting the little froggy to come over, and and then Luke sees him and he drops the frog. Um, yeah. and then Luke raises all the frogs out yeah, of the I mean, pond. It's,
2: it's the X Wing out of the, yes. pond, and it's the yes. you're, you're trying to use this for so small of a thing
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. when it's capable of so much more. And I, of course, the, yes. the puppet the puppeteers with
3: uh with Krogu are doing such, such an
2: unbelievable job.
3: Whatever I mean, kind of rewards there are for puppeteering, they need to win every woman. He, yeah, no, he's it,
5: getting it, a frog and his little lips are like, nim, 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 I'm going to eat him. <laughs> yeah.
4: I got to oh, whenever he's jumping and he looks like a Muppet. <laughs> yes! Whenever he
2: runs, I like that because we've always had things mm-hmm. in Star Wars that sometimes you go, dang, it's a Muppet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, and so I kind of like that. I, mean, I love that they've been so de- that they've been so determined to stick with an actual puppet for this long. Yeah, just do it digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I see uh, there were a couple other pieces of music. I see uh, Joker voice has mentioned the Ahsoka theme. Yes. In this episode, but we also yes. heard Yoda's theme twice In this episode
0: we
5: did. Mm-hmm. All of it just get got me so I mean just sobbing Because like oh my god This is so perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> Gro, Grogu jumping around That was cute yeah. I like it when um, he was trying to keep up with Luke And Luke's mm-hmm. like force lifting him That was yeah. adorable <laughs>
2: So so one scene I do want to talk about here is where Luke offers to show him his past because it's mm-hmm. it's clear at this mm-hmm. point you know they've made it clear at this point that it's not just that he's young and childlike like like the memories are are suppressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whoever saved him from the temple has mm-hmm. suppressed his memories and probably his abilities and i'm almost wondering at this point now if part of the reason that he's so childlike at this this far into life is surprised that you know everything about him has been suppressed that is essentially mm-hmm. his memory was just wiped yeah um but that scene um seeing that that new view i mean that's one of the things we've been weaving uh-huh. in here that, that Felloni loves going back. I mean, because order 66 is such a pivotal moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Feloni yeah. loves going back and showing us different views of that. This is the only time we've gotten a second view of it in the temple. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Where we actually see Jedi standing and fighting with, um, with the 501st. 501st. Yeah. She's getting yeah. mowed down.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah. And it
5: still leaves us with the question, who is holding Grogu? We still didn't get that answer. We got teased with it
2: once again. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, like, you know, that's the other thing I kind of wanted to ask everybody here. Like, do you have any theories on who got Grogu out of the temple? The only thing is, is that, you know, we we have this whole backstory with Grogu where he ends up in the hands of less than good people, Mm -hmm. you know, at some point but so we still don't know how that happened either but someone had to have gotten him out of the temple do y'all have any theories uh lunar girl i'll let you go first
5: the only one that makes sense to me actually my friend joker voice told me about this the librarian
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah see he's like he's got that here in the chat and jocasta new makes a lot of sense yeah He's Joker voice told me that a few months ago,
5: and ever since then, it's like that's the only one that makes sense to me. So that's the only one I can picture now, and that's, Joker voice planted that in my head.
3: <laughs> that's the one that's been on my mind, is uh, also.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Um. This is that's the other thing. Uh, Joker voice. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, like the the this is all happening at the same time that Anakin is coming into the temple. Yeah. The five oh first. So mm-hmm. theoretically, R two is also still on Coruscant. Right. Yes. Um. So I am. You know, R two is a possibility. Uh, Jacosta right. new. Or you know, we also have this other thing where we're constantly reintroducing or introducing new characters who survived
0: mm-hmm. Order sixty six.
2: That's true. And so. Like, we could go back and we could do Jocasta New, or we could do, uh, you know, we could show that. uh, Part of me wonders if they're teasing it because they're going to show us that um, that Mace Windu did, in fact, survive. It goes through my head. Um, I mean, I I wonder why they're holding it back. Like, if it was of no consequence, they would just show it. Mm -hmm. It did look like a dark brown rope. but then again a lot of them had dark brown robes right but honestly at this point i really sort of hope that it's we find we get a new character that survived Mm -hmm. like um some of the most interesting stories we've had uh in games and books over the last few years have been cases of people that survive order 66 Mm -hmm. right Mm mm-hmm So, um, but do y'all have any other theories, uh, outside of those? No. I don't, I don't even think about it. Yeah. So, so in (laughs) kind of the, the keeping with that question though, um, how much of like, you know, Luke makes the comment that it's more like he's remembering than I'm teaching him. Yeah. Yeah how far are we going to go back? I mean, because now we've opened the door to progressing him way faster mm-hmm. than we would have previously thought. So, how much of his memories oh. are suppressed? Mm-hmm. Like, he can't even been, remember where he came from. I mean, right. well, it's, yeah. it's been pointed out that, I mean, he's the same age as Anakin. Right. So, he's had more training than any living Jedi that we're aware of.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. Including a Ahsoka.
3: Well, but also because we, I mean, we talked about in season one that different species develop at different rates. So how advanced, how much it, how advanced was the training he got while he was at the temple? You know, like you would think they would have to sort of tailor that to how mature he was for that species, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of questions and variables. I I don't think we can have any idea. About all
1: yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and that's true. I don't Could've have much of a theory though years, about who you know? got him out.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, we 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 just don't know. I mean, they they can do anything they want with that. Still at this point, it's
4: got to be a force user though, right? Because you, his are, memory you are you right,
2: Joker. He had training, yeah. but it's you know of a youngling.
4: Yeah.
2: Um. So it, it's not quite the same thing. He's not yeah. a Padawan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Oh, I agree though, Amanda. See an for that
3: species, yeah, for that species, 20 years old is still a youngling. So yeah. that's the type of training he would have gotten, I would think. Yeah.
2: So when we when we leave off with them, when Luke offers him the choice at the end of the episode, and they cut it right before it looks like Grogu's actually going to speak.
0: We're mm-hmm.
2: we gonna get Grogu's first words. <laughs> Man
0: uh, I, I, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, I I don't the know when they I
0: don't yeah. know when
2: they come back to that though. Like I don't even yeah. know. I'm not even convinced that we come back to that until another show. Like exactly. Well, yeah,
1: I think that's the last exactly. that's the last It's gonna bounce around, you know it will. Yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. That's the last we see of them in this series or in this season of, or this whatever you want to call this.
2: I think that's probable. I think you can I, I I think you can logically have them show up on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. No, or but i about to I, go down, but
3: I think I think it makes sense for them to leave that
1: a cliffhanger. Mm. I agree. I agree. For Mando season 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. I mean, he totally he totally takes the armor, right?
2: And see, that's the thing, yeah. like, that's, that's the real answer I mean, here, though, is, or the real question is, like, where we've got Luke, who's see? very hung up on this idea of, you can only choose one path. Right. Um, where we have a Luke over the next few years, who mm-hmm. goes on to, because we have the Legends of Luke Skywalker book, right. where Luke goes yep. on to learn a lot of different perspectives mm-hmm. about the forest in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so yeah. i I think we cut off before the decision because I think it's going to go beyond just a simple one or the other
3: decision mm-hmm. before it's
2: said and done
3: yeah. right and the the whole it always felt like the the idea of no attachments so that you wouldn't have fear of losing what you had like that whole jedi ideal that came about with the prequels. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. So it always sort of felt like that in canon in the story, like Luke was different. Like Luke would be the beginning of not having to adhere to that so harshly because we have a Luke who mm-hmm. is who knows his family, he knows his sister, he has mm-hmm. Han. He has you know, he yep. and he and he does deal with that in the original trilogy some as well, but it's not ever anything he has to be faced with giving up. Yeah. So you would want to think that Luke wouldn't hold so highly to that ideal Mm
0: -hmm. while
3: he's training a next generation of Jedi. He should have a different perspective on it.
4: You know, and Mm -hmm. I was kind of having a similar thought. It's like I'm watching him and I'm like, man, he went from being like a rebellious teenager to those irritating old men who like won't let you change the color of the light bulbs in the church (laughs) because this is the way we always did it way
0: fast
2: um yeah no i mean like
4: for real because he was like i mean because yoda's like you can't leave you're not done and he was like okay well then i'm I'm coming back back, i'm I'm not leaving them there you know like Mm -hmm. he totally goes in for the attachment thing when he goes after han and leia and it's a little bit like yeah seeing him be like oh you got to give up your attachments. i'm like yeah, I no, know, there, I there's know a you, dude. Like, I've spent my entire <laughs> life dealing with different variations what?
2: of you. Like, why being such a hypocrite? Right, but they do have <laughs> to address like this is an issue where like he still has a connection to his sister
0: mm-hmm.
2: and to Han and to Chewie and yeah. and uh and later to his nephew.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: you know, that's an issue if we're gonna be really dogmatic about attachments.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm saying we shouldn't be.
0: Yeah.
3: It was always well, a little bit tricky anyway, because how many times did we see, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin do things that maybe weren't necessarily for the greater good to protect mm-hmm. each other? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's us yeah. not be so ridiculous about this attachment crap.
5: Yeah. Oh, and that's not mine. meant to. Ahsoka said that she's gonna be back. You know, like he's like, "Will I ever see you again?" And she's like, "Perhaps." You know how Ahsoka that that means yes, she's gonna be back. And we all know how Ahsoka felt about the Jedi. So Mm -hmm. is she gonna give him some wisdom? You know, it's uh, something that's possible.
2: The the interesting thing with Ahsoka that I feel like they're always dancing around, and and Dave loves playing this game with this Mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. Is you know, she, she did leave the Jedi Order. She she yeah. didn't like what it stood for at the time when she walked away from it and she felt betrayed by it. Mm-hmm. But she goes on to become, like, the quintessential Jedi. Yes. Like, in her walking away, she becomes everything that a Jedi is supposed to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, you, you have to wonder, like, will he just... Continue that character that way forever, or does she ever re embrace Mm -hmm. being a Jedi? I
5: can't see her ever re embrace being a Jedi unless she's gray. I mean,
2: yeah, but the gray Jedi thing doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Uh, I don't
2: don't ever see it.
3: I'm sorry.
2: That's the thing, though. She's not gray, like, she, she is the light. I mean, she is quintessentially the light. I mean, that's the whole thing with the uh,
3: white lightsabers,
2: the white mm-hmm. lightsabers, mm-hmm. the, the, um, what is the she creature is that the follows her around? Her. And the morai.
5: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Mori. But,
3: um, but I, I think we're, they're still just, they're playing with the things we're talking about in the first place. Mm-hmm. That just because the Jedi as an order, and an institution and an organization, where you want to call them, mm-hmm. at this certain set of goals and ideals doesn't necessarily make them right. That doesn't right. necessarily mean that at that point in time in history that mm-hmm. the Jedi as an organization were following the correct light side of the Force path, right? Mm-hmm. Like Andrew says, by walking away, she sort of Became kind of the quintessential Jedi. She can still hold, be holding to the correct ideals, but not Mm -hmm. necessarily agree with what the Jedi Order itself was standing for at that point, Mm -hmm. right? Because just because they told us all these things, basically through the prequels, doesn't necessarily mean they were right, right? You know, in fact, I mean, they failed. Yeah, yeah. So,
4: I think though she's disillusioned enough with the institution. Like I've seen a lot of people mm-hmm. who, you know, they, they they still sort of hold to the things that they, the fundamentals of the things they always believe, but they become so disenchanted with the trappings and in the institutions that they just sort of like, I don't want to be that anymore. You know? So I think right. even if she comes you know even even though she probably at this point realizes that she is more of a jedi than probably anybody else that she ever knew i don't mm-hmm. think she's ever going to take that title back because for her that that is corrupted
5: yeah
0: yeah, i
2: agree with you now you know Absolutely. one of the things we've got coming up is is a, is an episode or maybe even a series on refounding the Jedi order. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when it's all said and done, whenever this is, because I think that that's where the, the Favreau Filoni verse is leading is to a reestablishment of both the Jedi order and, and, and Mandalore Mm -hmm. Uh, because Mm -hmm. the two, the two have mirrored each other for so long. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And, you know, the, you know, the, the, the dogmatic, Principles, the falling, the uh, almost complete annihilation of their of their different groups,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and now we need to see them both brought back. And um, I do hope that when we see, I hope that what we eventually see is that Luke's school is not the only school that we see m- multiple survivors of of Order sixty six creating schools where we we mm-hmm. see multiple perspectives of the force that would be really neat
4: how long does it take before they all go to war with each other yeah
2: that's, mean, true that's true what the, that's what the sith and the jedi were all right mm-hmm. two yeah. schools of thought on the force that went to war so but i mean like all those things are, are wiped out so i think now you're if we're you know yeah. star wars george lucas in particular always loved circular storytelling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense to see multiple groups rise up and they're not always going to see it eye to eye.
5: Yeah. Well, look where we have that right now with the Mandalorians,
0: mm-hmm.
5: you know, yeah. that absolutely. It's, it's yep. Exactly. What's going on with the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So we kind of jumped forward. We yeah. did see Boba Fett for like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs>
4: we did. I saw, I saw the best meme um, today. It says for all of you people who wanted Boba Fett to be more like the original series,
0: he He was there for 30
4: seconds standing in the corner saying nothing there you go you got your. it's
2: like i almost would have rather than not have showed him than Mm -hmm. to do that because of this problem that they're having with Mm -hmm. like what is this show Mm -hmm. like it would have i I think that they should have just not showed him in that scene you could have had fennec send him to find foot soldiers you didn't Mm -hmm. have to have him there because i think it it just shows, it shines that light a little brighter on this. Like, what is this show? Like, where is it going? Whose show is this? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Broker's show. Grogu's show. all Grogu's no. show now. <laughs> all Star Wars. All Broker. um, but we do go back. So we go from there, and that's real, that seems really not even worth, you know, talking. It's basically just Finnick saying, here's what we've got, here's what we need. And mando offers to fill in the blank so Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um we go back to Cobb vance and uh i just want to hear everybody's thought because to me even with all this other stuff like that whole scene with cad bane walking out of the desert is just one of the most incredible (laughs) scenes in star wars yes
5: yes
4: it kind of was was so like classic western yes
3: (laughs) it was definitely
4: a scream moment
3: that was yeah. that was my oh shit moment this episode I told y'all yep. that yeah. is that's one character I never thought we would see live action I just okay. couldn't see it
0: mm-hmm.
3: and we got it so yeah no mm-hmm. I was that was that was my one and only like I don't know how else to say it my oh shit moment I was like yeah. holy shit. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going like I got excited for a second and oh then I got pissed off because the minute I knew it was him, my new cop Vance was dead. <laughs> Which course, you know, we said already, we don't none of us actually think he's dead, but you knew yeah. something like what was about to happen was about to oh, this war. isn't gonna go. Oh, no, great. Walk,
2: Cad Bane walks out of the desert, somebody's dying. Like yeah. Uh, what did you think about the uh about the whole Cad Bane sequence, uh Dan?
1: I thought it was good. Um, I liked the practical effects and the makeup that they used.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: I think they could have, uh, you know, digitized a little bit of his face, a little bit, just a little bit, um, because you know, it, he definitely looks better in the Clone Wars than he does in this, my opinion. But uh, you know, especially the way he talks, you know, you could tell he's got something in his mouth and he's like trying to. Oh, it's just that was mm-hmm. me nitpicking, I guess. <laughs> have
4: you seen a Duros? Duros? I've only seen in it live in live
2: action. Have we? Yeah, but not like talking not characters. Like we've seen background sure. characters. Yeah. Um, the closest thing that we've seen probably is in some of the in in the some of the video games. We have some relatively important. Okay. Characters of that species, and we and we see some in um in the animated series, but mm-hmm. um yeah, you know, nothing nothing live action like this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I I it thought it. I, what's that? Dave?
0: Definitely was
1: good. I was just yeah. gonna say definitely the showdown. You know, the, like like they did in the old west. That that was yeah. cool. That mm-hmm. was definitely a call back
0: there. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I, I love the scene. I I like the uh I love the standoff. Uh I like the I even like the nervous deputy trying to trying to get involved and you know, yeah. his big mouth to tell oh, the, yeah. the marshal You knew not he, for was sale. Gonna first, yeah, he was going to die
1: first the way he was
2: acting. As soon as he walked out the door and said the marshal's not for sale, I was like he's dead. Like
3: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> even Cobb like looked at him like, well you shut up." Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. that's
2: the thing. He's the one that gets Cobb shot because he's yeah. Cobb's looking at him,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: Bane never yeah. takes his eyes off of uh Bane. off of Van. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really like the. I'm glad they brought the same voice actor on. Yes. the Animated series because yeah, I mean, let's good. be honest. I mean, the voice is like a big part of what makes that character huge. That
3: character. Absolutely. It huge. The <laughs> yeah.
5: Just a little yeah. something to think about as we go on. I mean, to other spinoffs. I mean, Cat Bane's obviously not going to go away. And we did just see him in Bad Batch season one going after Boba Fett's sister. So how yeah. is this all going to tie together? Well, because you-, you know Favreau and Filoni tie stuff together.
2: Yeah. Well, it's going to be curious. Like, I mean, we still don't know what to expect. I mean, if we were going to bring that many people on for that many characters in for episode six. Yeah, I don't know who to expect to show up in in episode seven. I do. I know. I do expect to see quite a few of the other bounty hunters that we've all been wanting to
0: see.
5: I hope we see Gecko just because you know we're all huge Gecko fans here at the Mm -hmm. Red Vibe Network. Um, I know we're going to see Han Solo because of the tons of leaks that we had before this series even started. Mm -hmm. So expect to see Han Solo.
2: But yeah, I don't know in what capacity to expect that, but it it does sound like that's certainly a possibility.
5: Yeah, I mean, are Mm. we going to see Kira? You know, are we going to see Leia? I mean, there's Mm -hmm. so many possibilities. Are we finally going to, did Garza survive? You know, did she sneak out down that hallway that she was looking at? I'll tell
2: you who did survive. Mm -hmm.
0: It's Max Max Rebo.
2: Yeah. Max Max (laughs) Rebo's got an inside source. Like, I don't know how you keep surviving these things, but, uh.
5: I saw the funniest meme that basically he went out to pick up pizzas and he came back and he's like, hey, guys. And he's carrying a box of pizzas and looking around like, oh, no.
2: Yeah, it's like the, like the uh, darkest timeline scene from Community when uh-huh. when Troy walks back in and the apartment's on fire.
5: Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it was.
0: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see who survives. I mean, that's a big scene. I mean, we're we're seeing. I mean, the pipes, we were told the pipes are going to war. We're seeing. Yeah. We're yeah. seeing them mm-hmm. coming in and trying to undercut Boba Fett's power.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I, I mean the sky's the limit, but I mean, as far as theories for next week, what are what are y'all thinking? What do you expect to see? What do you want to see?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Dan. Hmm.
1: I don't know. I, I... <laughs> The way this show's been going, I, I just kind of throw it up in the air and say, you know what? Who knows? It might be uh, the book of Luke Skywalker next episode. You know,
2: <laughs> you never can tell. I, I think the big thing is, I think we do come around to Boba Fett's going to get his going to get some really big moments in this next mm-hmm. one. I, I think it. He's you know, got
4: to, right? Like we haven't hardly seen. him well, all. this is his Two army, and Boba
2: Fett's not going to sit on the sideline while his people go to war. Like, yeah, yeah. So right. we're going to see that. I, I mean, I'm going to be disappointed if he's not riding a Rancor. I
4: mean, and Boba Fett also <laughs> yeah. really hates Cad Bane.
0: Right. Yes,
4: like they they've got like they've got bones from a real long time ago. So mm-hmm. I think, especially once it becomes awesome. clear, what's
0: that? Bob. I said boss, I would like yeah. to
4: see
5: Boss.
2: Yeah. I'd like to see Boss. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I just, someone, someone. I think it was Joker Voice pointed out a little while ago that uh something about the War of the Bounty Hunters event. And they could definitely be Yes, I've been saying that. Something mm-hmm. along those lines, mm-hmm. which would be just absolutely mind blowing mm-hmm. to see something like that in live. Which
5: action, Han fits in with the bounty hunters, you know. I mean he
2: just, yeah. he just fits. I mean in theory, I mean, this is Han five years after Return of the Jedi, so mm-hmm. this is this is uh, a little more uh, tamed version of Han, but
5: yeah, uh, you know, will we see
2: Lando? I mean, the problem the problem is 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 um, what the what the 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 uh, sequel trilogies did to Han and made him a deadbeat dad. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. what do we even expect from Han in this in this era.
5: And like, I know you've read the Legends books. I mean, Heir to the Empire series. Yeah. Han is pretty busy. He's not a deadbeat dad. Right. <laughs> you um,
2: know? No, I mean Han, Expanded Universe, Han is a is a totally different character. And, oh, yeah. Um, and it still remained one of the best characters. There's a reason that every time they ran a poll mm-hmm. even up into the early 2000s of who your favorite Star Wars character was, oh. it was always Han Solo. Yeah. 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 Um, Han always won. This. Star Wars Insider would run one of those polls every year, and Han always won it.
5: hmm Definitely. But I'm glad you said that before. You said something before that you said Boba was setting up his army, and this is why it's called The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, we had to see a lot of things without Boba Fett, but if you want to know how Boba Fett got his army, this is what he's doing. You know, we needed mm-hmm. to see all these other characters. Yeah, come all, in. all the
4: pieces kind of falling into place.
5: Yeah. The, it's only a 45 minute show. You know, you can't put him in the entire time. That's just my two cents. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so uh Gannon, as far as the thoughts on the lightsaber issues, I know the lightsaber was destroyed. I, I think in the comics,
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: I do I do still feel, even though they're trying to connect everything, I still feel like, unfortunately, to some extent, the comics will always be like they always were, and will always take a backseat to anything live action. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything ultimately takes a backseat to live action, and then you've got animated, and then you've got books, and then you've got comics, and I think that's yeah. the hi- that was always the old hierarchy. I think that remains the hierarchy. But I do think that uh, it's certainly feasible that Yoda would have eventually rebuilt his lightsaber.
0: Mm -hmm. That's true. But I think
2: just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not reasonable. Hmm. Like Luke out it when he was at Dagobah after Yoda died. I mean, I would assume that Luke gathered i mean i would assume that yoda had quite a few things potentially of importance there. yeah well <laughs> uh, actually in the new school we see several artifacts on shelves into the walls mm-hmm. like yeah. including what looked like a couple of old books yeah uh, and i'm assuming those would be things that he's either gathered in the five years since return to the jedi or yeah. that were in the possession of yoda or obi-wan yeah yeah uh daniel you, you had some thoughts I can see it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: we, this is an old argument with us. So, because I do understand, like Marisha loves to say, not all canon is created equal. Or maybe that was you. One of y'all said it. But, and that's the point you're trying to make. But to me, canon should be canon.
4: Okay, should be and is is two different things.
2: And that's that's and, yeah. my thing, is I agree with you, but I still think that when it comes down to yeah. it, the people right. making live-action Star Wars are
3: still going to get the overall say <laughs> on what actually goes. No, and I get that, I do. Because even what I just said being said, I feel like canon should be canon. At the same time, that also doesn't, Matter that much to me I think it's cool he's got Yoda's lightsaber Yeah But uh, you know It is what it is I understand Why I mean going on and I don't That's not bothering me that bad
5: I mean George Lucas Rewrote his own Original trilogy why can't You know Filoni and Favreau just Change the thing about the lightsaber
2: I mean, that's the thing, though, is I'm not sure, as far as Yoda's lightsaber, like, I'm not sure that there's anything, unless there's something I'm missing in the canon, I don't think there's anything in canon that would have prevented Yoda from rebuilding his lightsaber on Dagobah.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, if I remember right, didn't he, like, lose the lightsaber in his battle with Palpatine and Revenge of the Sith in the first place, right? Uh, boy- yeah. yeah I mean, it's- I don't remember yeah he lost it it's not that big a deal it's not that it's a
4: cool it's a cool idea you know the little green alien getting the little green lightsaber
0: yeah
5: (laughs) 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 you go with your bad self shanti (laughs) 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 That's, that's
4: fair
2: that's fair uh, but, uh, I think that's going to just about wrap us up, but did anybody have anything else they wanted to add about this episode or what you expect in episode seven before we wrap up, mm-hmm. Dan, I'll let you start. Well,
1: thank you. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, I don't really have much else to say. Um, just interesting uh, and interesting mm-hmm. to see where it's going to go, uh, on Wednesday. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about it for now.
4: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like there are just so many different stories they could tell, and clearly they're not going to tie them all up. Mm -hmm. I do think we see the conflict with the Pikes come to a head in the next episode.
2: Yeah, but see, I don't even think we can resolve that.
4: No, but I think we at
2: least see it kick off. Unless
1: it's a two-hour episode or something.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they want to give us a movie-length episode, then maybe. Um, And I would be okay 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 with that.
0: Oh, yes. Um,
2: Mm -hmm. but i think i i think this episode is i think this series overall was always just meant to set other things up Uh, Mm -hmm. that's why i keep referring to it as an interlude it is simply to establish multiple potential story arcs Mm -hmm. Um, and i get that that and and i understand how that can be frustrating and as charles said earlier to a casual because for me this is I love yeah. this stuff, man. Other than a few greats yeah. about a few, you know, some of the episodes, some of the things that I didn't necessarily love, mm-hmm. um, I love the story they're telling, and I love all these things that are showing up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, as a long-time completist, you know, Star Wars completist, I'm just sitting here dying at all the things that I'm finally seeing in live action <laughs> on the screen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I do wonder how, I wonder how, a more casual fan processes. Mm-hmm something like this with the jumping around and I I would think that it would be a problem for people who aren't as into the lore
1: yeah I would agree I'm kind of on the more of the casual side I guess you could say okay
4: <laughs> you spend a little less time obsessing about Star Wars than some of us
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: well you know in high school I did dress up as a Jedi once
5: so, nice.
1: Was, yes. you know. Who hasn't? Only <laughs> once? Oh, <what>? oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe twice. <laughs> <laughs> that was when the prequels were out though, not the okay. not the yes. original. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: So all right. Uh Daniel or uh Kelly, you either one have anything to add before we wrap?
5: No, just give me as much as you could possibly fit in an episode and I'll I'll be happy. I, I, I'm not picky.
2: All right. Well, let's uh, let's go around the room real quick and give everybody a chance uh, to tell everybody where they can find you online. And uh, if you have a podcast where your podcast is, uh, Dan, tell us uh, about uh, where people can find you and uh, about your podcast.
1: All right, there inside the booth. You can find us on YouTube at uh, inside the booth TV or you can find us. You can just check our website out at inside the booth and you can find all the social medias over there. So that'd be easier. That's easier than leaving them all off here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
3: Yeah. All right, Daniel,
2: where can people find
3: you? I am Dan C. Peeps on Twitter, and you actually find me most often on our other show, the Science Fictionary Podcast.
0: It's true.
2: It's true. All right. Mm -hmm. and uh, Kelly, where can people find you?
5: Uh, They can find me uh, working the media of the Sidebar Cantina on just about every platform you can think of. Go to bio.link slash the Sidebar Cantina and you can find everything you need to find there. All the things.
4: All of the things. You can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore Padawans. And I'm Padawans on Twitter. (laughs) You know, occasionally.
2: Cool. Well, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody who joined us in the chat tonight. Absolutely, uh, we awesome. Had Always chatting. a better show when we have a, a chat room full of people. And um, we really appreciate y'all. And you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Coruscant, no, at, at, oh, no, that's not right. At crew mm-hmm. underscore podcast at CRU underscore podcast. Daniel, don't start making faces at me. You're going to mess me up again. <laughs> <laughs> you can drop us a line at Coruscant Radio Underground at gmail.com and as always you can find us on our other podcast the science fictionary podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts um also you can find our podcast as well as the rest of the red five podcast network on twitter at red five network.com and until next time may the force be with you